Jen Zamparelli on 2FM with Leia Healthcare. Always a beat ahead. Visit LeiaHealthcare.ie. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Now, there's been a lot of change in Ireland in recent times, including the rise and rise of coffee culture. So, like, you can't move for gourmet coffee shops. The endless varieties available. Coffee's become, it's just such a thing in Ireland. There's going to be a three-day festival devoted to it in Dublin in a couple of weeks. And joining me now for a little caffeine hit is a serious enthusiast from Bailey's Coffee Roasters in Belfast, Eilish Barrett. Eilish, thank you so much for making the trip down to meet us today and coming in to talk all things coffee. I'm already on coffee three. <laughs> I love to hear it. Is that acceptable for 12 minutes past 10 in the morning? I think that's it's pretty good going. Yeah, okay, like how many going. coffees do you average a day? Uh, I I can't really measure it in cups the way that I drink it. You kind of you got to go liters. Oh wow! In, in, yeah, yeah. I kind of kick off the day with half a liter before I leave the house, and then I go into a roastery, and then it kind of all just goes uh, into chaos from there. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so you work for Bailey's Coffee Roasters in Belfast. I do indeed. And obviously, as we're finding out now, coffee is this huge expanding phenomenon mm. in Ireland why how <laughs> what is going on uh well I'm uh like absolute diehard like enthusiast so from my perspective it's just because coffee is the most wonderful thing in the world oh, <laughs> I feel like we would be friends <laughs> but I think uh it's one of those things that it's like something that's actually quite luxurious in these kind of, the, you know, you're saying gourmet, we would use the term specialty. There's all these different terms for it. Um, but it's you can have access to like some of the literal best coffees in the entire world for a couple of quid. Whereas if you want that in wine or in other luxury items, you're spending, you know, hundreds or thousands. It's such a good euros. point. I actually yeah. didn't think of it like that. Um, and obviously you're saying you're a coffee enthusiast. Um mm-hmm. So how did you end up working in coffee then? You just made, made your passion your job. Uh, it just, it, I have kind of an obsessive personality, like just generally. Uh, anybody who knows me will know that. But uh, I started working in a cafe just as a teenager. Like how a lot of people end up getting into coffee just like with a barista job. Um, and then just completely fell in love with it once I realized it's like way too complicated. Like it, when you get into the weeds, it's like, incredibly complicated and I just kept going and going and I wanted to stay in it forever so I had to figure out like how do I make a career out of it and ended up in a roastery worked my way up through packing and labeling up to being a roaster and now I'm based in Belfast I moved up there two years ago to work for Bailey's. As a roaster what do you do? Um, so I do, I will roast the coffees because coffee comes into us in like dry, green, tiny little beans because coffee is a, a fruit first and foremost. The, the beans are not beans, they're seeds. So they're taken from cherries, processed at different origins all over the world, brought in to us. We directly source most of our coffees. Um, and then I try to figure out how do I essentially cook these coffees in these big industrial machines how do I roast them to make them taste the best and each coffee has to be roasted a little bit differently to bring out the the best from that individual coffee and is that a science it's not because it's it involves some science but it's it's a little bit of a science and an art at the same time because it's not precise it's such a complicated thing um an example that gets thrown around a lot is like wine we think of wine being this like very complex beverage it has about a hundred or so aromatic compounds, so like things that make it like have flavor and and uh, smell. Uh, coffee has like over a thousand. 
So, so it's so 10 times to, as complex. Do you have to like taste the beans as you're roasting them to check? I don't have to. Sometimes I do. <laughs> but the way that we will quality control it, the way that we uh, make sure it's tasting right is we'll have cuppings all the time, which is like a standardized way of tasting. We don't know what's on the table and we have to taste it and grade it through like, what is the acidity like? What is the sweetness like? What is the flavor, the body like? And take flavor notes and everything like that. And we're doing that constantly. And that's called a cupping. A cupping, yes. Wow. Yeah. So that's, I want to do a cupping. They're so fun. I love I run them sometimes like public cuppings at cafes and stuff like that and like it's so fun to bring people into it because it's like my favorite thing about my job is is tasting coffee okay so what skills do you need if you want to be top of your game doing what you do or being a barista Mm. what skills would you need uh, I think I think always it's attention to detail with coffee because it is so complex. Whether like regardless of where you are, you're at in the industry, um, I think the really excellent baristas are fantastic at making coffee. Attention to detail and they know how to look after people because realistically, it's like a service thing. And like people who are really good at minding other people are uh, they're phenomenal. And we love because it's it's interesting. Sometimes I find and we won't be naming any names, but I could go in somewhere and get a coffee. And it could be horrific. Mm-hmm. But I could go into the same place the next day, different person serving me mm-hmm. and have a wonderful coffee. Yeah. And it's probably the same milk. It's probably the same actual coffee. It's the same machines. It's the same thing. But the difference between two seconds of uh, like the shot running longer is going to could take some coffees from being like delicious and sweet and complex into it being like bitter and uh, unpleasant. So it's so sensitive. And as a good barista, you're constantly tasting and, and staying on top of it and changing it throughout the day temperature changes pressure changes in the air it will literally change and like it sounds like we're being finicky but like everybody has those stories of going to their favorite cafe and like someday they get a coffee and it's awful and, they and don't you know don't why. know why it's probably because someone wasn't keeping on top of these like stupid stupid quote-unquote little details and what do you think about the culture of uh, you know these new kind of milks we'd have oat mm. milk soya milk coconut all these different things are they to you like the devil <laughs> uh, I don't dr- drink dairy so they're they're not at all the devil to me like I really want great coffee to be accessible to people and people have dietary requirements people have you know preferences and things like that um, we've gotten way better at making really tasty alternative milks for sure so I think back in the day maybe it was a little bit the devil but it's not the devil anymore okay I, do you know what I have to this kind of a, a personal question as well but a lot of people seem to have this dream of you know, like leaving or freeing themselves from mm. their corporate jobs and opening a gourmet <laughs> coffee shop or coffee roasting. and But it's not an easy business to go into. Mm-hmm. Like my husband, all he wants to do is open a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. He's Italian. Mm-hmm. So he is hugely into his coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, like he would drink coffee like tar, yeah. you know, um, <laughs> and he got me into coffee. Mm-hmm. I never drank coffee before I met him. And he, you know, so what, if somebody wants to go down that road, mm. what would you say to them? Um, don't think of it as a dreamy thing. The way that you've presented it there is a lot more accurate than I think sometimes people think. It is, first and foremost, it's a business, but it's a business that also takes a lot of like care and attention all the time. I think people think they're going to set it up and it's just going to be dreamy over in the corner and they're not going to have to think about it. But also, like, coffee is super complex and uh, I would invite people to learn a bit more about coffee in general. And if you're really passionate about it, go for it. But there's, I think our standards in general for what coffee can be are so high now. If you don't come in and do something like really interesting and really good, uh, you know, it, customers kind of know nowadays what so, is so how would a coffee shop set themselves apart <sighs> lots like lots of different ways you know cut co- like excellent customer service 
and excellent coffee at the same time is rarer than you would think. But the complexity of coffee is one of those examples. We have some fantastic shops in Ireland, thank thankfully. But um, yeah, just like making it your own, I guess, like really, if you're passionate about it, that's going to come through in the shop and in the way everything is presented. You can really feel it when you walk into a store if like the owner's it's their baby. And when when somebody is doing the supermarket shop, how do, how would you like what coffee are you picking up in the aisles? Most of the coffees, I'm too nerdy for that. For most a supermarket of, coffee, mo- most of the coffees uh, in the supermarkets are not the ones that I'm going for. Now, that's mainly from the point of view of like where they're sourced from. Um, kind of as I'd said earlier, like. At Bailey's, most of our coffees are sourced directly. We have a guy whose full-time job is, like, traveling and, like, finding coffees all over the world that not only meet our quality requirements, but also that the conditions that they're being grown in are are good. And, you know, I always say that, like, people drink whatever coffee you like. Whatever is delicious to you is delicious to you and go for that. But, like, maybe think a little bit about where it's coming from and how the people are being impacted by your, your Very choices. good point. Yeah. Very good point. I'd always read the back of to try and see where the coffee bean has come from. But yeah. I also am a coffee nerd. So <laughs> tell me about the three-day Dublin Coffee Festival. Yeah. When When is it on? Where is it on? What kind of events are happening? Is it just for coffee people? Yeah, so it's happening It's happening here in Dublin. Um, it's going to be from the 1st of March to the 3rd of March. It's three days. The first day is an industry day and then the second is open to the public. It's literally anybody who wants to spend it, even if you don't know anything about coffee and you want to figure out what it's all about, like you're very welcome. There's going to be everything from cuppings, loads of them. Um, There'll be loads of roasters with stalls, uh, Irish roasters showcasing what they're doing. Uh, There's going to be lectures, people talking about topics. Uh, I'm doing a lecture. Uh, There's going to be workshops on like lots of different things within the industry. I'm doing one of those as well. Um, There's going to be a competition running. There's like it's. There's, there'll be freebies, there'll be fun, there'll be more coffee than you could possibly drink. So I, you better come with a big bottle of water because I'd say people are just going to be coffeed yeah. up to the bejays. Yeah, it's one of those things that you, you, when you're drinking too much coffee, because you're drinking a liquid, you think that you're fine and then you realise you haven't drank water in like six hours and, and you've got the jitters. Good. It's not And good. that's not good for drink anyone. Drink a lot of water. Um, yeah. Like, is this, is this a new thing? Or are there coffee festivals in other parts of the world or... There are. Literally, uh, last year I was at Amsterdam Coffee Festival, Copenhagen Coffee Coffee Festival. I was at one uh, in Athens in Greece. That's the the world of coffee. That's like a European one. That's massive. I was at London Coffee Festival. That's also massive. And is everybody walking around with the shakes? (laughs) Um, A lot of the people that are there are people who work in the industry who are like, you just kind of break your caffeine tolerance after a while. They probably train. Just immune. Don't finish the cup. They just have a (laughs) sip. This is also true. And also, so like it's gross to people who don't work in the industry, but we also spit a lot of the coffee. What? Yeah, you see it in wine, and we have to do it as well. You know, like we're not. If if I'm going shooting through the roof uh, with caffeine, uh, I'm not going to be very good at my job. So How do, do you feel to... about the fact that I sometimes drink my coffee with a straw? I feel I feel no ways about that. Okay, thank good you. for you. And um, <laughs> what do you think of decaf coffee? Decaf coffee is fantastic, and we should give it more credit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that answer. Yeah, no, my, my opinion of it is um, people who drink decaf coffee are not in it for the caffeine. So they're in it just for the taste of the coffee. And so we should be treating those, if anything, better than all of our other customers because they're like in it for the for the heart of it. And also accessibility. People are pregnant. People have exactly. caffeine allergies. You have to, yeah. 
It was the hardest part of pregnancy for me. Yeah, it's, I'm not it's cruel. Lie. It's cruel. It was cutting out. Because you have to go nearly cold turkey out yeah. of nowhere. Like you find out you're pregnant. They're like, and by the way, you can't have this, 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 this. Mm. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you just <laughs> say coffee? I've cut out coffee. Um, now I've seen that the Irish Barista Championships are happening this weekend. Mm-hmm. Is it in Mullingar? It is in Mullingar, yes. Do you, so tell me about that. So that's a crazy world. Uh Coffee competitions in general are hugely competitive and like super intense. So a colleague of mine is competing um, this weekend and we've been prepping him for months at this point. How do you prep for that? So the competition for the barista one, it's uh, you have four sensory judges. You have to serve them four espressos, four milk drinks, four signature beverages, which are like coffee, non-alcoholic coffee cocktails you have to build. You have to do all that while doing a presentation on some topic about coffee and you have to do it in 15 minutes. You have four sensory judges, you have a head judge and you have a technical judge that follows you around and literally critiques every little little move and breath you make. Very intense. Super cool though. And so what if you win something like that, do you just get to have it on your CV and charge way more money if somebody <laughs> hires you as a barista. It's a, it's, it's a reputation thing for a, okay. to a certain degree. Okay. You'll If you win nationals, you get to go to Worlds. They're happening in uh, Busan in South Korea this year. And Ew. the Worlds competition is people people spend like hundreds of grand prepping for that. It is hugely competitive uh, and well, super intense. Well, people be trying to like sabotage each other. <laughs> I'm sure there are those stories. Oh I don't. I don't God. know any of them. Who but would like, have thought that it yeah. was coffee was so competitive? Uh huh. Uh huh. It's it's there. It's it's all around you. It's <laughs> yeah. It is. It's quite incredible. And um, finally, uh, before I let you go, one of the lads on the show always asks for his coffee to be extra hot. Mm-hmm. Do you throw your eyes to heaven when you hear something like that? <laughs> It depends on who who's he- receiving that. Some people I know hate it. The reason they hate it is our bodies are better at perceiving flavor if it's closer to body temperature. If you think about ice cream, you know the way it gets like it feels sickly sweet when it starts to get all melty? Yes. It's not because it's more sugary. It's because it's your body's getting better at tasting the sweetness that's been there the whole time. So coffee's the same. If it's boiling hot, you're not tasting a whole lot. If you've ever had a really terrible coffee, when it's really hot, you're kind of fine with it. And then as it gets cold, it gets grosser and grosser and grosser. So if you have something really delicious, you want it to be not too hot so that you can actually enjoy it and taste everything that is in there. So is he, is what you're saying, <laughs> he is a fake coffee drinker? No, no. My 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 asterisk on that little fun fact is that uh, I want everybody to get to enjoy their coffee however they like. I love so. that. I love that. Um, absolute pleasure. <laughs> Best of luck to your colleague in the championships. Yeah. It sounds intense, <laughs> but I hope he does very, very well. He definitely um, will. Eilish, thanks a mil for coming into us today. And oh, the, uh, the very best of luck also with the coffee festival and yeah. everything that you'll be doing. I'm definitely going. A hundred percent going. Jen Zamparelli on 2FM with Leia Healthcare. Always a beat ahead. Visit leahhealthcare.ie. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always.